What's going on, people? It's your boy Izzy, and this is the Taz and Izzy show. Unfortunately, Taz is not here uh, because of the recent lockdown rules. However, we still got an amazing episode waiting for you guys. Um, so, why don't you do me the honor of um, welcoming our guest? Yes, I said guest. Um, he is a drummer, he's a producer, he's part of a worship team, and his father was once a worker for both El Chapo and Pablo Escobar. It's the one and only Luke Gillion. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that, man. How you doing, though? I'm doing really good, mate. It's been a while since we've seen each other. Facts, major Um, facts. Yeah, it's been been different. I've been busy. Um, Yeah, I mean, just touching on what you said, I do a bit of music. Yeah. We've done a bit of music before. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I went to uni, did music production, did a bit of college, and then... Just started doing my own stuff and then brought it here to the house. Come on. Uh, got you rapping instead of doing whoa, spoken whoa, word. Whoa. What just happened there, mate? <laughs> you talk about yourself, now you're talking yeah, about me. Nah, nah, nah. Um, I feel like I butchered your last name. So it's not yeah, it's not it's not quite pronounced. Let me explain my okay. name. Alright. Okay. <laughs> Most people call me Gillen, right? Yeah. Let me tell you all the versions and I'll say the correct version. Okay. We got Gillian. Cool. Gullen. Gwillian. Gillian. Wow. And anything in between. Wow. Right? It's Guillen. It's actually. It's Guillen, yeah, yeah. You probably ta- you taught Guillen. Yes. Right. Guillen. Guillen. Okay, Guillen. Correct. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, listen, mate. Obviously, really, really happy to have you mm. on uh, today's episode. It's a special one for those who don't know. Um, 2020 happened, and now we're in 2021. But there's no way that we were going to have this podcast without touching base on what happened in the year of 2020, which is why I got my good friend, you, um, along to kind of discuss it. So I want to start with the basics. Uh, this was during that March period, with yeah. the first lockdown that was enforced. I, I want to know how, like, how did you react to that? Because it must have been unexpected. <clears throat> yeah, I, I still remember being in the living room. Okay. Like sat down. That's the whole twenty. <laughs> I was just sat there and watching the announcement with my family, mm. and it's kind of weird. A lot of people who know me won't think I'm naturally um, introverted. They'll say I'm naturally extroverted. Hundred percent. Right? Right? I can, can testify. testify. For okay, that, yeah. there you go. But when he announced it, it was sort of bittersweet because. As much as I do like being around people, mm. I sort of felt like this is a great opportunity to like crack down on whatever like at that point i was like okay whether it's fitness like checking in emotionally or like anything to do with my, my mental state yeah it's a great opportunity to like remove distractions because wow. i can't do anything else wow so that was my initial response to the lockdown so it was actually quite good that's crazy because like for me it was the exact opposite mm. uh when i heard the announcement i was with the family i looked around and I was like, yo, I need to find all types of distractions. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll go crazy. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So I was diving into FIFA, you know what I'm saying? Uh, watching Netflix shows, uh, just chatting to people mm. that I wouldn't even normally chat to. But I was just that bored. Yeah. And I didn't want to uh, kind of come to terms with lockdown mm. that I just looked for distractions. So it's funny how like we're both on opposite yeah. extremes. I think what's really interesting is even though we're on these extremes, the the fundamental like part of it is that we have these very similar views mm. or in the same way we both saw lockdown as an opportunity right and it wasn't 
like it's kind of weird because you i've been in the same position where all right what can i replace that time with yes yeah and i think a lot of people were feeling the same way because there's that hole inside that was filled by people and social right social things right but it was one of those things where if i got invited out more often than not i'd be like oh I might have someone else on, or like I was almost like trying to avoid some social situ- mm-hmm. situations, right? So then lockdown meant no more excuses. Yeah. I don't need to have an excuse. Yeah. Um, and it was nice as well to work on family relationships as well, mm, because that is that can be so overlooked. Because in a normal day, everyone's doing their own thing, and then you come home, and then. That's where you know you you not everyone's together. You you might be together for dinner, but then everyone separates again. So wow. it's it's like you're forced to get on well, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, I think yeah. can sound a bit intense, but it's very beneficial and it's paid off. Hundred percent. That's that's I think that's such a good point. With me, for example, I used to because I, I used to work for the church and I used to be very much invested in that. I did not mm. really think about family time. Yeah. So when I was forced to be in that environment. It's only in hindsight that you know is how beneficial it yeah. actually was to be to be forced down to be locked down with them. Yeah. Um. Because you, you tend to appreciate the little things. And I think another thing that I appreciate with having to be locked down by myself is that I had to kind of work my relationship with with God. Absolutely. Like there was that conviction almost for me anyway that I can't do anything apart from work yeah. my relationship. Yeah. Because if I try to replace that there'd be a conviction that would yeah. come out. Yeah. So I wanted to ask for you, like, how was your faith affected during lockdown? I mean, you probably know the most. <laughs> but for everyone who doesn't know, I I think 2020 ha- is the best year of my life. Wow. Um, I don't think many people would firstly agree or be able to relate. Yeah. But it was, the, it was March, end of March, beginning of May, where I really found the true Jesus and mm. on my idea mm. of Jesus. And I think what I learned from the, from that first two weeks of like really trying to get into the word is that God is faithful because mm. of his, like the promises he makes are consistent with what he says. Okay. And it's sort of that idea of, you know, seek first. Yeah. The kingdom of God. It was that I went into trying to work on my relationship with Jesus through the word. Mm. So it was like, Praying's great, but my wisdom was lacking mm. because I can't get to know Jesus unless I go to what's been documented about him, mm-hmm. what he did, what he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all, all it is at that point is what do I think of him? But that's not enough yeah. because that can be misleading. Thanks. It could be wrong. So my faith went from extremely like lukewarm, mm-hmm. extremely, to then... Every day I can't not think about it. Do you know what I mean? It's, right. it, it consumes me, yeah, but in the best way. It's not like I'm consumed by something that I need to let go. It's like, this is what I'm actually living for. Yeah. So it's such a blessing now to sort of see the justification happen. And now this walk is just, I'm just glad I'm in it. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I honestly, man, like when you, when you first told me how like the beginning of this year was like very pinnacle for you, mm. for you and your faith. I was like, really? Because like, it was mm. locked down. Yeah. Everywhere around was like gloomy. Yeah. People were depressed. It was a very kind of sad atmosphere. Yeah. Yet for you, like, during all that darkness, you found that light. Yeah. And I think that's very inspiring because that in itself is a testimony mm. that um, even if 
like everywhere around you is dark yeah there's still that light that is able to be found which which you found yeah so that's so cool. absolutely yeah and that just reminded me like i just thought how is it that i mean because i've been brought up in church yeah so all my life i've been in church there wasn't really a time where i walked away from it don't get me wrong i had my doubts mm. but i still just went mm. and i sort of realized and i'm not trying to knock any events where people get together because okay. they're great and they're needed but if you want to find Jesus, it can't be dependent on necessarily like people mm. around you who sort of give you goosebumps when they speak or the worship music because those are just temporary moments. Mm. But what keeps you going, what sort of like keeps you in the faith is the truth and okay. that alone. Like yeah. it's not dependent on getting goosebumps or having a great weekend at a summer camp. Yeah. And it's like I went to all these summer camps, these winter fests, all these things, right? They were great. Yeah, Don't get me yeah. wrong. It was sort of like, I'd hit Monday though and be like, oh, like... Monday blues. Yeah. And then I thought, how is it that I can be in my room in lockdown? I can't see anyone, but I found Jesus. Yeah. And that's when I realised he's not bound to anywhere. Like, like all these things I knew in my head, but I didn't know in my heart. Wow. I knew that he's everywhere. I know he's omnipresent, but I sort of looked at it like he's everywhere. Cool, I've been taught this all my life. Mm -hmm. It's only when you look into the word, for me anyway, I look into the word and pray into the word that he was revealing to me the ultimate truth, okay. which I knew. Yeah, 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 But there is definitely a separation between your mind and your heart. 100%. You can know the truth and not believe it. Exactly it's, that. And that's, that's really where, I mean... It hit you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It did that. hit me big time. And it was the recognising... Um, that my sin, how like how deadly it actually is. Wow. So it w it wasn't like oh yeah, Jesus loves me. Like yeah, I got it. But it's more than that. It's a realization as well. Hundred like percent complete realization. That's that's so true. And you know, I've known you like before that mm. that experience that you had, and seeing you now compared to back yeah. then, like in the nicest of ways, two different people. Absolutely. And I feel like with that realization that you got came this confidence but you were already confident even before but i think with this newfound um love for jesus yeah it kind of trickled down to this christian confidence yeah this confidence in jesus that yeah. kind of like um oozes out of you and, and your personality yeah so like can you talk about that a bit more definitely like i would say there's a big difference between confidence in jesus and confidence in yourself mm. like they are two very individual concepts yeah because my confidence in myself that is dependent on my feelings right and we've spoken about this a lot you know yeah, yeah. so if you're confident because of how you feel how you make yourself feel that will fluctuate whether you like it or not yeah therefore your confidence is shakable mm. because your feelings are but if your foundation your confidence is in jesus who's constant and doesn't change why would I not do that? Why would I not put my confidence and trust in him? That's so true. Because I'm unreliable. And that's what I realised. I think when I found Jesus, this is going to sound quite controversial, but it's like I realised how I, I'm, not, I'm not important. Like, I'm nothing. Yeah, yeah. I realised sort of like, I mean, yeah, there's all these things that God says about us. But what I got from it is he doesn't need me. Mm. Like, my existence doesn't change who he is. My decisions don't change who he is. Whether I follow him or not doesn't change who he is. Yeah. It's purely like he wants me. Yeah. That is the difference. Wow. And this was just um 
I think I told you, this was just recently, and I was having a driving lesson. Hmm. And we were in traffic, so we weren't going anywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't distracted. <laughs> and um, my instructor said to me, like, Luke, I was just out walking my dog today. Nothing, you know, different than any other day. And he sort of just stopped. And he just got this this insane sense that God was telling him, like, I don't need you. Wow. Like, I don't need you, but I just want you. I want you. And and that's that's as simple as it can get. Massive For me, it, 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 the, the, the fact that he doesn't actually need me to do anything. Yeah. He does, he's not... He didn't like create me and and sort of need me for his yeah, existence. Yeah, like yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah. he's self existent. He's yeah. self you know, he, he can just keep living on. But yeah. the idea that he actually wants to have a relationship with me changes everything. Changes absolutely everything, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And like just to touch on something you said earlier, it's true about what you place your confidence in and how it kind of comes comes across. Because yeah. when you get your confidence from your feelings, as we always say, mm. feelings are very deceiving. Yeah. You know, but one thing that 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 is like for me is like concrete is that when you make a commitment, yeah, and you honor that commitment, it's so much stronger than doing something based on a feeling. Yeah. So when we both made that commitment to follow God and to obey His commands, that came with the added benefit of a newfound confidence. Yeah. And I think that is what people sometimes miss out when they don't really. Um, kind of take or, or grasp the mm. truth of yeah. what it means to be a follower of Christ. Yeah. And um, this kind of mindset kind of trickled its way to to another kind of topic that I want to talk about, which is yeah. um, relationships and friendships yeah. with people. Because once I became confident in myself, I started to kind of notice um, energies of different people. Yeah. And I saw the ones that would take energy away from me yeah. or give me negative energy. Cool. And I saw the other ones yeah. where people would um, kind of give me like positive energy and yeah. like it's, it's, it's good to be around them. And I want to know for you, like when it comes to friendships, let's start with that. Yeah. Um, how, how, how do you kind of navigate yeah. what type of people that you allow into your circle and the ones that you think are oh, maybe I should probably cut ties? Yeah. So, I mean, great question, because this isn't something I often think about. Mm. I think sometimes my priorities aren't um, straight in the sense of, like, I don't give time and thought into who I'm giving my time to and vice versa. Yeah. Um, I think it comes down to when I, for example, people speaking into my life or giving me some sort of words of wisdom, mm. it's sometimes seen as, like, criticism, because it's a bit of, like, a conviction. Mm. But the way I sort of see it is... If I would go to them for advice, then I'll take their criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if they give me criticism, but I wouldn't go to them for advice, I have to make a decision that's like, right, if they're trying to help me, great. Mm -hmm. But I can't let this affect me. Okay. And it's almost like, if you let the good comments affect you, like by default, you can't not expect that the negative ones will affect you as well. Okay. So you have to sort of, I'm sort of going off topic, but you have to sort of like feel like not filter, but like understand what people are saying, mm. um, what's good for you and what's not. Discernment. Um, yeah, definitely discernment. Because I think the worst sort of friendship or relationship to be in is when you don't see um, signs or indicators that this might not be good for you. Yeah, because you're reflect. looking at the person. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're looking at the person, whether it's in in a uh, relationship or friendship. If, if you're just looking at the people and you like them who they are, it can, it, that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean 
it's the best thing for you. Mm. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been in, in relationships and my brother's like, ah, oh, not sure about this and that. And you sort of look away from it because you you're... The way you see it is very tunnel vision. Right. So I think what's actually important is having these friendship groups, but then having people outside who can speak into your okay. life and direct you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's like yeah, yeah. you're living your life, but you've got mediated. People mm. who can tell you, ah, maybe this isn't a good idea. Yeah, accountability or, people. Yeah, yeah, accountability is the key word for relationships. And because if you don't have that, who are you sort of bouncing off yeah. to improve almost because we're all trying to improve as people um spiritually especially so and i think if i'm with people who are feeding me things that might not be good for me then that will change my perspective like i can be quite quick to shift yeah like if i'm around people with high energy i've got high energy if they've got low energy okay i'll match it so that's why it's important to be careful with how much time i spend with certain characters. It's not even about the people anymore, it's about the characters yeah. and energy that they give off. So, and that can be very diverse. No, 100%. I mean, it's so easy to become a product of our environment. Yeah. So it's good to have people maybe outside of that environment that can speak into your life yeah. to keep you straight. Um, and like that, that got me thinking, like sometimes as a Christian anyway, the environments that we find ourselves in can be very different. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like romantic relationships. So, like, Christian dating and secular dating yeah. are very different things. Absolutely. Because I think that our, um, uh, the way that we process things is two different things. Yeah. And I, I know this is me talking for the non-Christians, so, like, pardon me if I'm wrong, but dating is, like, fun. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, a way to pass time for some right. people. Yeah. Whereas for the mature Christian, it's, like, dating is with the intention of getting married. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering, like, for you, like, how, how do you kind of view both of those kind of concepts and what is it for you? Yeah, so I think, I think, don't get me wrong, I think it can be quite a brutal uh, split to say, like, Christian dating and secular dating are completely different. Because they are, but then again, then you've got, like, morals. Hmm. So someone who's not a Christian can share similar morals to a Christian, but... I think if we're talking like the extreme sides, for yeah, example, yeah, yeah. I think it comes down to feelings again. Mm. And it's and it's sort of, I know that with relationships, people go into it thinking, all right, how can they benefit me? Like, what, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I need, I'm in need of something. Right. Maybe this person can sort me out. Right. Whereas I think from, I'd like to think from the Christian point of view or from mine at least, it's like, well, what can I do for this mm. person? Honestly, I think the verse that you can use for relationships is the idea that Jesus didn't come to be served, yeah, but to serve. To serve yeah. And if he did that, how much more do we need, need to, to do, do that? Yeah. And so it it's sort of like that one verse, for me, when it comes to even friendships, relationships, yeah. don't expect to gain something. Mm-hmm. It's not about what you can gain from mm-hmm. it. You're a living sacrifice at right. that point. So that's the Christian viewpoint. You're sacrificing your desires yeah. just to, for someone yeah. who potentially, I mean, from our point of view, to be our wife. It's yeah. like you're sacrificing everything. I mean, it, it sort of gets to the point where you might have these feelings that are kind of against what you believe, so you have to die to yourself. Mm. You have to be like, no, I can't do that. Mm. Just because it feels right doesn't mean it is. There's an objective truth, and that is Jesus. So that's why you have to keep bouncing back. 100%. That's why I think in the, in the secular world of dating, you're your own truth. Yeah. What 
it's sort of like your experience becomes your truth and your understanding. That's what they say, though, live out your truth. Yeah, you know? live out, yeah. And, and that's the, that can be the issue because it feels right. You trust, if you just trust yourself, it's like a, a moral compass. If it's just pointing to you, you're going to be blind to everything yeah, else. Every, everything's and that's, right, yeah. yeah. And that's why uh, a lot of relationships do end quite badly or quite quickly because their foundation is in themselves. 100%. But we know that we're fallen creatures yeah. from the Christian's perspective. So with the knowledge that's in the word, just reading it, that will change your relationships. And I think, honestly, even if... I was talking to my dad about this back in first lockdown and he was saying, the thing is, if, if, when you, when you sort of leave this, this world and, you know, if Jesus isn't actually real, none mm-hmm. of this is real, mm-hmm. he said to me, would you still live your life the way you do? Mm. And I said, yeah. Mm. Because the way that Jesus taught, everything that he did, it's not about feeling anymore. It's like, you can see why it is the truth. Yeah. And at this point, it's like, whether or not it is true, I, I believe it to be true but it's sort of like whether or not he's there at the end of it sometimes it's like you need to focus on what, is ha- what he's already done right and the way I saw him live his life it's like of course I'd want to mm. live that way because look at I mean you're not hurting anyone like if you live yeah. for Jesus you're going to be putting other people first yeah, yeah. it's not about you anymore. it's the ultimate satisfaction yeah, that you yeah, get from yeah. it yeah 100% mate that's mate that's a great answer and I think as well um, if everyone followed their feelings like at every moment, the world would be a very dark place because mm. we have got some very dark desires yeah, like that we, that we may not want to talk about, but it's there. Yeah. So we've got to be careful when we when we kind of put feelings at the forefront of our decision making, yeah. especially when it comes to like dating and 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 the the person that we want to kind of do life with. Yeah. And on on that kind of topic again, when it comes to girls, mm. right? Like, what is it that, that you look for in in the ideal partner? Okay. And I'm like sorry. and I like. Just before the people start, um, you know, hating, like, <laughs> this is just ideally. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, like, off the cuff, what would, like, personally, I... Yeah, right, yeah. There, I mean, I'll, right, I'll say it and then I'll dissect it. As in, I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll say the statement and then I'll, like, pick it apart by what I mean by that. Right. So, I, I mean, you, you'll know the term, ah... Oh, they're a God-fearing person, <laughs> right? And so, I, I, for example, I would love to be known as, oh, yeah, look, yeah, he's, he, yeah, he, he's a good guy. He fears God, yeah. right? Let me break down what that fear God statement actually means because I think it can be really misleading. Okay. What it means, right? Because there's a verse that says, um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, mm. right? Mm. It's not fear as in I'm scared, so I'm going to follow you out of fear. It's fear that's in awe and in complete, just like, when I, when I think of God, it's like I'm in this awe and wonder of yeah. who he is. Reverence. Yeah. yeah, absolute reverence and just like I'm, yeah, complete awe. I think there's not actually words to really do it justice well, for how God can make you like yeah. feel and think. But I look for that in a girl, someone who's in just complete awe of Jesus and is putting him first hmm. because... I would hate the idea that if I came into a girl's life and suddenly I become... They put you first. Yes, yeah. that's, the, that's an issue. Yeah. So someone who's strong enough to put their faith in Jesus and not follow their feelings, mm. that is the most attractive thing. Mm. Not just because of the moment, 
but because of long term, what that means. Of course. So, someone who follows Jesus, great in the short term and long term, because they're what they stand for, right? Yeah. And I'm gonna. This is talking about the the future, future, right? Okay. When you have kids, yeah. For example, I wouldn't want to have. Uh, views that differ between the person I'm trying to raise these kids with. Mm. So if we believe in the same person who died for our sins, who gave us the gift of salvation, right? The fact, like the uh, the ultimate truth together, that is a very stable relationship for me. Don't get me wrong; you're still going to have little issues in between, right? But at least the main thing still stands. Of course, that's what it's about. Right. So. Right, right. So that that's like the main thing for yes, you then. Yes, definitely. No, that's good. That's I, obviously a great answer. The reason why I I asked that question um, is because you know people always complain about oh you shouldn't be picky you know like yeah. just take it as it comes all of this stuff. But like you know what one thing that twenty twenty has taught me is that yo it's important to be picky. Yeah. Because like what that could lead to is you settling down. Yeah. And we both know that when you settle it's not necessarily the best thing for you. Yeah. Settling down isn't just not good. So I like, me personally, I want to encourage you guys to be picky, but make sure that you work on yourself as well. Yeah. Don't yeah. be picky and then just like leave it there. Yeah. Because of what I hate, what I, what I would hate is for you to expect the one when you're not the one yeah. for the one. Yeah. You get what I I'm get saying. completely what you mean. So I, I think, yeah, it's important to, to have like standards and to have this ideal woman in your, in your head to a healthy degree, but like, don't, don't end it there. Yeah. Work on yourself as yeah. well. Yeah. I, I might mess up this quote, <laughs> Stanley said it quite, but he said, um, be the person that the person you're looking for is looking for. Okay. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's a bit of a, it'll give you some sort of like, wait, what does that even mean? Mm, but it's mm, sort mm. of like, be the person that you would almost want to be looking for if yeah. you were the other person. Yeah. So then, it, it and honestly, it comes down to not being selfish. If you live the selfless life, it's true. It's that, true. that's what it's about. So, I and I honestly think there is a weird thing going on where if you're looking for the one, you won't find it. Facts. But if you're in a place of waiting, yeah, God will bless that. That's 100%. that period of waiting because he's got someone for you. That's the thing. And that's why it is important in that sense to be picky because you can't just be like, right, yeah, her, that, mm-hmm. I, I like, she's around, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. see what's what with that. Yeah. If you do that, you're, I think you're not valuing your, fir- like, firstly, God, like, who yeah. created that person with the intention that someone would want to be with her, mm. but with Christ at the centre. But if you're doing it out of your own sort of, like, selfish needs, that's a, a, a road that, will ultimately lead to, I think, a bit of upset. 100%. 100%. I mean, you know, I don't really talk about myself too much on the podcast, but I I, I definitely fell for that, you know. I, yeah. I, I, I chased a feeling, you know. I met someone that I was hugely physically attracted to, yeah. and, I, and I thought that was it. I thought, okay, I bagged it. Like, yeah. But then there wasn't that motivation to improve myself right. once I found myself in the relationship. Whereas if I played it differently and met someone that I was both physically and like on a spiritual level attracted yeah. to, I think what we, what we talked about before about how that person comes to kind of serve and make me want to be a better person, yeah. that would have become way more evident. Yeah. And then and then it would have been a more amicable relationship, yeah. you know? Yeah, 100%. I think, I think with relationships, because they're so self-orientating about me, me, you can forget like, 
to build each other up. Yes. That's so important. Like, I mean, what, like, what me and you believe anyway, when you, when you get married, you become like one. Yeah. You are, you're a team now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the best way to describe 100%. it. You're not, you're doing the best you can do for the other person, hopefully vice versa. So it's sort of like a building yeah. that's being built and you're going up like layer by layer, up and up and you're just building each other up spiritually, emotionally, like especially spiritually. That's the key area. And that's what made this verse. And you know, I've heard it a lot around, like around a lot recently. And I think it's Paul saying about um, fix your eyes on what is unseen mm. for what is unseen is, is eternal. Mm. But things that are seen are temporal. Yeah. Right? So it's like the things that we don't see of the spirit, what the spiritual world is doing yeah. when we're building each other up, but we know that that's what we've been called to do. Hundred percent. So the second we fix our eyes on what we can see, we become like sort of materialists. Mm. Where as if we're pleased by what we see, then great. Mm. But that doesn't last. That's the difference. So I think that verse you can literally apply it to any area, oh, yeah. and it is universal. So hundred percent. And I know. There's people out there thinking, oh, yeah, these guys seem like they have it all together. It's like, you no, know, we've, we've made no. our mistakes yeah. to get still to this do, point. Still do, still do, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, hard, it's, it's hard in these streets, you know, yeah. trying, to, trying to get it right first time. Yeah. But that's where grace comes in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The fact that if you mess up once, it's not over. Yeah. yeah. You, you get that other, you get, yeah. you get another chance to better yourself. Absolutely. And you know as well as I do, like, one, like I think it was either Peter or James who said, if... Like in your heart, I don't know if it was in your heart, but if you basically say, "Oh no, I'm not a sinner," mm. then you, you've missed the whole point. Like I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically saying if you can't admit that you are fallen and you're a sinner, then it's like you don't see yeah. what's going on. Yeah, the truth. Like I don't want to sound like I know everything and I've got everything sorted. I yeah. don't. Yeah, that's why I need a savior. Facts. Because I don't understand everything. I can't do it in my own strength. That's why I need to trust in someone else who is constant. So if it's me. I'm going to fail myself. Do you know mm. what I mean? I can't do it. So that's I mean, why. I mean, uh, if people say that they're perfect and that they don't need any help, you know, then it's like, what do you do? Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. how can you really grow? Yeah. Like, for me, the fact that I will never reach perfection, like, that motivates me to strive yeah. for perfection. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, just, just, just knowing the that it's you reach it, If you reach it, then where else have you got to go? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, just having that mindset is what makes me want to grow. So, when I make mistakes, yeah, in the moment, it's, it's a very bad feeling. And yeah. I'm sad and everything. But it just leaves room to grow. And that's yeah. what I'm trying to have my mindset around in yeah. 2021, especially. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, the, talking about 2020 again, you know, mm. me and you, we became housemates. Yeah. Um in I think August, August, September. August, September, yeah. And like you had like obviously your background is you're a producer. Right. Which is cool. Yeah. It's cool. That's good to know. Um and I used to do spoken word. Yeah. Still do. Still do. Whenever whenever I can. <laughs> then I, I I came into your room one day and I was like, yo, can you can you help me out with this beat? Yeah. For my new spoken word yeah, piece remember, that I'm trying to trying to trying to do. <laughs> and then <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously you did it and then you were like why don't you try rapping right <laughs> I laughed just yeah, like you saw yeah, there yeah, I, yeah, I laughed yeah, I laughed at you same thing I laughed at you and um, you gave me this beat and I rapped you rapped and that and then that, 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 that was that, the start honestly, of was, a beautiful yeah. musical relationship between Odessa and Luke G Facts, which is yeah. what I want to talk about yeah. because I had no idea I had it in me and I and I, I can't lie. I didn't know you had it in you right. in terms of the the singing. 
sing it what well, if you want to call it that you can like thank god for also tune <laughs> that's what i'm saying like, people don't need to know that it would be like what well, they need to know the future. but um yeah i want to talk about the music yeah uh, part like how we got into that and 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 like why do you think it's a good thing actually? yeah M- multiple reasons why i think it's a good thing um first of all it's quite funny it's it was so funny, in the funny. I get the giggles quite easily, as you know, and it, you know once something sounds funny, like that's it, like the concentration done. is gone. It's actually like, quite disrespectful, but yeah, it is. But we keep it moving. But I do remember because um, it was the day before I moved in, and you were like, "Ah, oh, there's this uh, track. Could you sample that and like, make it into a beat?" That's it. Spoken word. Yeah. And on the first day I came in after my like induction day, yeah, I remember just sitting on the sofa. I was like, "This is perfect. This is what I want to be doing." And obviously. You liked what you heard? Yeah. And I was like, it sounds good, because I remember doing a take of the yeah, spoken word, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. you should try rapping. Yeah, crazy game. And I'm, I think there was a lot of like, nah, I'm not a rapper. 100%. Right? And I was like... Denial. Yeah, in denial, whereas I could sort of see... Potential. Nah, there was potential here. <laughs> this guy sounded like my manager. Yeah, yeah, I was like, nah, just try rapping. Just try doing it, right? Cool, cool, and then cool. I remember, we, you know, Paradox, obviously, because yeah, yeah, then I'm released track. Let's but go. I remember you hearing your voice, mm. like... Just test now, and you're like, mm. okay. It made sense. Yeah. I hit record. <gasps> you, you, you hit record. I hit record. Sorry, as you can tell, basically, let me just explain what just happened there before we carry on. Okay. So Izzy's been away, right? Because he went back to London, and he just came today. And um, one of our housemates hasn't seen him, so they were very excited, as yeah. we all would be, right? But this podcast is way more important, so we're gonna keep going. <laughs> so yeah, we've we've actually recorded like uh, seven seven songs, and uh, it's cool because at the start it was all about you know the flow, and 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 the and the instrumentals, but I don't know, man. I'm getting to that stage where I know that that music can be used for good. Yeah. In terms of like helping people, impacting people, and also spreading the word further. Yeah. And I I wanted to know because I, I I know that you don't listen to secular music. You've yeah. actually given that, yeah. given that away in a sense. Um, like, why? Why did you do that? And also, with your musical career in the future, where do you see that going? Um, I think the the word to summarize that change is conviction. Conviction. Conviction, conviction. is a beautiful thing because conviction is not by our decision. Like, we don't decide to be convicted. Mm. We are convicted. We, yeah. I, I get convicted because of who I'm following. Yeah. And because God disciplines those who love him, alright? And yeah. that's the that's the difference. So, when I... It was it was during lockdown. It was, I think, it was overnight. It was literally overnight. So it was after a week of just reading and praying. Mm-hmm. Not even praying into um, anything crazy. It was like, God, just show me what you want me to do. Mm. Right? Just show me what you want me to do. I'll do it. And I think a few days after, same thing, just asking the same thing. And what I didn't know is that sometimes when you pray for God to show you what, um, like show me what to do right now, he will take away what, like he'll show you what to stop doing firstly. Mm. Because when I woke up, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do this and do this, follow this. No, it was like, oh, I need to stop doing that so that I can better see him, see his glory. Because... I mean, and the thing is, God works in a, such a personal way because I've been convicted of that. That's not to say everyone else has. That's not to say that everyone else's relationship is is sort of, you know, it, it's not the same for everyone, basically. Mm. Everyone has an individual relationship with, with Jesus. And I had no desire when I woke up to listen to any 
music that I normally would, whether it's Drake, Travis That's Scott. Mad. I just couldn't do it. Crazy. I couldn't do it because normally I'd wake up and just put some music on, just yeah. get ready for the morning, what? and I no. couldn't do it. And I thought, oh, I'll just listen to it later. And the day had passed, and I was like, I haven't listened to any of this music. And I listened to it religiously, like, every day. Like, I think after the year 2019, Travis and Drake were, like, my top listen to on Spotify. Wow. Like, they were at the top. Like. Yeah. And then by the end of, like, 2020, mm-hmm. just these worship tracks. Really? And, I, and that's when I really saw, okay, like, this wasn't my, this wasn't, like, my doing. In my own strength, I would not have been able to, to put that, the phone yeah. down and be like, I'm not listening yeah, to this anymore yeah, because yeah, yeah. it took something unseen to change my perspective. 100%. No one came to me, like, no one said to me, Luke, you need to stop listening to this because what's being said is just not, you're not feeding yourself stuff that's good. Hmm. No one needed to say that. It was God alone. You submitted. Yeah, submission. And that's the thing. It's like, trust in him. If you trusted him, best believe he'll he'll change you oh, 100%. for the better. It's not hundred percent. It's like yeah, come as you are, but expect to be changed as well. Wow. It's not come as you are and stay as you no, are. No, it's no, like no. come as you okay, are. Okay, come as you are, and then we've got work to do. Just, like yeah. in the best sense. Yeah, it's like okay, so that's kind of what happens. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I've got a love for rappers who use their gift platform, to spread yeah. a message. Yeah, their platform to spread a message. Which ultimately comes down to the gospel. 100%. That's what's the foundation of, I mean, these rappers that I listen to now. Because what God showed me is like, it's about where, where, where are these lyrics coming from? Mm. Who's talking about this? Mm. But with the gospel rappers, I can still love that genre, but I need to love what the message is, what's yeah, behind yeah, it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I think it was a really cool opportunity for us to, to, to do some music, to get writing and be yeah. creative with it. 100%. Because, I mean, it was one of those things where we did it, we didn't plan for it to be great nah, or good we nah, were just like doing it as a joke fun, and then we played it to a few people they liked it. it and then you sort of think right well let's just keep doing it 100 percent. and you know this is actually a good time to announce that you know we've got a new track coming out soon yeah. uh, called yeshua yeshua which is uh jesus in hebrew yes. and uh, yeah we're just gonna it's gonna i think we're gonna go down that route and just spread jesus um as as much as we can and yeah. i know like a lot of people would be like, oh, it's a bit cringy, blah, blah, mm. blah. I think cringy is down to perspective. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's like cringe is not something that is um, engraved in you. It's just how you see something. Yeah. Okay, so the way that I see Jesus is he's the reason why, why we live. Yeah. Right? He, he's, he is the 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 answer yeah. to... The pinnacle of our existence. Exactly. Yeah. So for me to not kind of talk about that and see as cringy it would be doing yeah. a disservice. Yeah. So... I'm just here trying to own the, the, the name of Jesus, kind of own um, what it means to be a Christian and any platform that I can do it in, you know, yeah. we just do it. I can't lie, this just came to my mind. I think the word cringe should be defined as lack of understanding mm. because in any sense, because you could see a couple and you think, oh, they're quite cringy, yeah. but it's perspective. Exactly. It's a lack of understanding what they're in, right? In the same way, I met a year ago, if someone's rapping Christian lyrics, like, oh, this is cringy. Yeah, yeah. It's perspective. My perspective was set on the worldly things, but yeah. the second it was on Jesus, it was like, no, no, this stuff I found cringy, this is life. You're right. There's so much life in these words. You're right. It's like once you got to that level of spiritual maturity where you're able to understand stuff a lot more, when yeah. you hear those Christian lyrics, you're like, whoa, yeah. he's preaching the yes. truth in yeah. a sense, yeah. but in the form of rap. So yeah, man, like that's kind of the, the wave that I'm on right now. Mm. I'm kind of talking about waves and... And, and understanding, big question. Go on. But in, in 2020, yeah. right, crazy year. 
bad, good, crazy. All in between. Right? Yeah. What would you say has been like the biggest lesson that you've learned? For sure. I mean, I'd be doing God a disservice. <laughs> you know me, I can't do it. I can't do it. Because yeah, 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 if yeah, I yeah, take... Yeah. There's nothing great that happened apart from Jesus. Right. Like, I can't remember most of my lockdown yeah. apart from just what the impact he's had on my life. It's a very short message I'm going to sort of say to summarise this question. Okay. It's as simple as God's... It's like the, the, the gift of God. Mm. As in, I mean, I don't know if you heard of uh, Stephen Lawson. He's um, he preaches. He's a preacher, but he also was on the American Gospel. Okay. So he has some like times in there. Okay. But there's this statement, um, and it's so short, but it's so to the point of how Christianity is. It. You, I don't think anyone can say, "Ah, oh, all religions are the same," and put this in, in this category of mm. like, "Ah, oh, they all." You know, you ultimately you'll worship the same God and mm. stuff. You know, like. Mm. The statement is that we are saved by grace alone, mm. through faith alone, mm. in Christ alone. Come on. That is the gospel message yeah. and that is the gift of God. Right. The gift of God is that we aren't capable enough to have a relationship with him. Yeah. So he had to find a way and it's because of his grace that we've been we've got that opportunity to do it. And how simple is it that it's because of his grace and our faith in him yeah. that you, we're saved? You combine the two, that's yeah. what you get. Salvation. So that's that for me, the gift, like God's gift to us was my 2020, a realisation of like how powerful it's crazy, bro. that gift is. Yeah, Man, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like every time you talk about it, I'm like, I get it, bro. Yeah, like, I, I get it, I yeah. get it, I get it. I mean, you probably expected the answer to be along those lines, though, right? Oh, I couldn't have said anything else. If you did, I'd be like, is this Luke? Is he yeah. gone? But, mate, obviously, for me, you know, you, you, you've you've definitely seen this in me, but yeah, the biggest thing that I've learned is is to find the right foundations. Yeah. Because, um, you know, towards the end of 2020, I won't lie, I, I was in a very dark potentially but very yeah. hard difficult place when i was facing a lot of trials and tribulations mm. and um 100 if i did not have the foundation of of jesus and a relationship a good relationship with jesus i would have been a mess yeah i would have definitely entered the world of depression and like mental health issues however just that constant reminder that God is on my side yeah. and that Jesus is for me and he's not against me yeah. is what got me through the the um, the last few stages of 2020. So yeah, definitely. just that understanding and the acceptance and confirmation of my foundation in Jesus is what is yeah. what got me through, you know, um, a certain situation. And that's why I really want to encourage the people listening. Like, mm. What is your foundation? Like, yeah. what, what, what do you place your faith in? Because... If it's in stuff that is um, that, that is worldly yeah. and like materialistic, yeah. that stuff does not last. Yeah. And actually, you're, like just you saying, what do we place our faith in? Some people say, well, I don't put faith in anything. Yeah, we all put faith in something. Facts. And it's, I mean, if it, for me, if it wasn't Jesus, it'd be in people. Yeah, my faith would be dependent on people. Yeah. So everyone, in some way, shape, or form, puts their faith in something. But what is that something? That's it. That's, That's the key it. question. And like. Again, I really want to repeat this. This is not to two boys who think that they know it all, have no. all the answers. That's not what it is. We literally got to this place because of 
the realization of how messed up our lives were. Absolutely. That yeah. that's that's literally yeah. where it comes from. Yeah, full stop. Like that's the yeah. We're not we're, we're not trying to um, paint this image that we're perfect. No, mm. no, no. What we are trying to paint is the fact that your life can be meaningful. Yeah. It can have purpose. And that all stems from who you place our faith in, yeah, and that is, yeah. that is Jesus Christ. So, honestly, guys, if you have any more questions or anything, uh, any comments, make sure that you you, you um, come in contact and yeah. definitely continue this conversation. 100%. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, is there anything else that you are looking forward to in 2021? Obviously, 2020 was a crazy year. Yeah. 2021 was looking crazy so far. Yeah, yeah. But are you optimistic? Anything Very, like that? Very. I think... Um, Right now, I think my my sort of direction where I sort of want to go, um, I mean, apart from all the music stuff, apart yeah. from all the music stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think spiritually, I do, I mean, it's a, it's a it's always going to be the same, but I do want to see people just come to know Jesus mm. and have a true relationship yeah. with Him, yeah, um, and really spread the gospel, but in a way like that I can explain it to different um, demographics, yeah. because yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. and for yourself, you find that with intellects it's like you're trying to prove it to them 100%. almost and then with someone who's not as intellectual as that person you're trying to like be relatable yeah, yeah relatable so i think finding ways to spread the same message yeah but to different sort of yeah demographics is sort of you know the direction i'm going this year yeah but just to not shy away from opportunities because god is constantly giving us opportunities and that's the thing we always ask for like oh god show me this show me that and it's like he's shown you what are you going to do with it? Yeah. He's shown me that the Bible sits there. It's like, what am I going to do with this word? That's an opportunity. Come on. The opportunities are already there. We don't have to look for them. So, yeah, I'm just grateful for those opportunities. And okay. I think this year is going to be full of them. Mate, I, me, I'm very similar. Um, I really want to get to that stage where I'm okay. Like, I'm really okay being disliked okay. for my faith. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I want to get to that point where me saying the word Jesus mm. and people be like, ugh. Yeah. And me being like, okay, I don't I really care yeah, about yeah, your reaction. Yeah, to get what I'm yeah. saying. So, um, 2021, I'm really looking forward to being disliked. Mm. Very yeah. weird statement, but... <laughs> but it's the confidence of Jesus. Yes. Coming really back dissected. to our first point. You're fine with being disliked because of who your foundation is. There in. you go. So, that it's intertwined, mate. You can't separate it. So, honestly, 2021, I say bring it on. I'm, I'm very optimistic. Yeah. In fact, 2020, I was really happy with that year. Mm. I know it's a very unpopular statement, but I was actually really happy because... Yeah hindsight is a beautiful thing yeah you yeah. see how much has changed you see how much you've grown spiritually and just in general so yeah, yeah 2021 let's have it and also um thank you guys for listening yeah hey luke thank you for coming on no giving worries. your giving your story yeah your opinion on certain stuff is there any uh, words of wisdom or anything you want to share yeah i just think um for anyone no matter what you're feeling right now for this year i think uh for 2020, yeah, it's been great for me, but that doesn't mean it's been great for other people, yeah. and I know that. Yeah, I know that 2020 could have been uh, your worst year, but I'm very hopeful that this year is is going to be a better year. Um, and just seek those opportunities to to um, for, of goodness, you know. Yeah. For anyone, seek those opportunities to help people and just live a bit more selflessly. I think that would be a good New Year's resolution, you know. Selflessness. Come on. I think there's a lot of power in that, whether you believe in Jesus or not. That's a beautiful thing to see so. so good man so good and for me yeah man good things come to those who put in the work to better themselves yeah just have that yeah. as your philosophy for 2021 <laughs> and just watch um jesus just make something special out of yeah you. definitely but yeah it's been your boy izzy and uh, i'll catch you guys next time <laughs>